In the episode, Carlos tells us the story behind the brand name. Hello everyone, welcome back to the episode of the Creators. And tells us about how his passion for photography, 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 his passion for photography. Hello everyone, welcome back to the episode of the Creators Connect series. My name is Luca, but you can call me that camera guy. If you're a returning subscriber, thank you so much for your love and support. I truly appreciate it. If you're new here, please do consider subscribing if you like this video. On today's episode of the show, we are joined by a product photographer all the way from Spain, and his name is Carlos. Carlos has actually been an IT professional for the last 20 years, but over the course of the last five to six years, he has developed and matured a passion for photography. His photography style of choice, as I mentioned before, is a product photography, and my own mind is this man talented. I've left it in the description below to his Instagram. I do recommend you go check it out and subscribe to his work. Carlos also shares with us why he chose to shoot food and products, and he also tells us how his passion for photography started and later on grew and matured into what it is today. So just sit back, relax, and let's connect with Carlos. So thank you so much, Carlos. Uh, it's actually uh, for being here. Uh, it's super cool uh, that you've taken time out of your schedule to sit down and chat with me and be a part of the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Um, but it's actually uh, very interesting that uh, we've been communicating for a little over a week now. Uh, and I actually didn't know your name. Uh, I just saw your brand name from, from Instagram. And I'm going to struggle to pronounce it. Kachlus, I think. Um, but we, we just had a conversation off, off camera about the brand name and the brand and who you are. Can you just please tell us more uh, what your photography sure. brand is about and who you are as an individual? Sure. First of all, thanks for having me here, Luca. Thank you for your mm -hmm. invitation. About my photographer's name or my photography brand that you are asking, uh, the explanation is indeed quite simple. The, the brand I'm using, which would be pronounced something like Catlus or Cachlus, something like that. Mm -hmm. It's a phonetic variation of my real name, which is Carlos. And it's more related to the pronunciation of my name by French people, Dutch people, as I lived in the past in Belgium. Mm -hmm. And they were not pronouncing it the same way we pronounce it in Spanish. Yeah. So <laughs> it came to this name. So they were struggling a bit to pronounce your name, yeah? Yes. So let's say that Carlos, it's me. It's Carlos. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, you are a brand uh, product photographer, food and products. Um, why did you choose to uh, stick or choose that style of photography specifically and not portraits or landscape like you know other people do? Well, I have worked doing a bit of everything and I have done quite some things on landscaping. But to be honest, in one moment, I decided to go into studio and learn studio lighting after years of doing things like uh, 
landscaping and more than landscaping, nature landscapes. What I was doing for many years was like uh, urban landscapes. Okay. Uh, I've been traveling a lot for many years, so <coughs> I was taking the, the occasion for when I when it was possible to make pictures in the cities. I would not call it street photography, but something as I mentioned, kind of uh, urban landscapes. But after that, I decided at some point that I wanted to go deeper into photography, and then I decided to go into studio photography and learning especially lighting. And that brought me to types of photography like food photography initially. Mm -hmm. I was, since I started uh, learning and working with studio photography, uh, I was always very interested in, in food photography. Yeah. And giving food photography the quality it deserves and treating yeah. treating it even in an artistic way could be. Mm-hmm. And what I realized after is that what I did since the beginning was treating food as you do with products in product photography. Mm-hmm. And that was really making my food photography different to what many people are doing because of that treatment. Yeah. And that naturally brought me into product photography as itself. And I discovered something fascinating to me. Mm. I mean, mm. at the beginning, it's a nightmare. Uh, especially, I find <laughs> lighting, it's very complicated. It's so, very, yes. very complicated. I can relate to it. It is. Thing. It's very technical. Uh, it's very. Uh, you need to know the techniques, you need to know mm. how to apply. Apply the techniques, especially for lighting, not only lighting, but I think for me, it's the most important. It's the key mm-hmm. in general in photography, but especially in product photography. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the beginning it was a nightmare, but once you get used to it, once you learn, once you understand lighting, how to create it and how to shape it, it was fascinating for me. It, it is. is. That's, it is, that's why I love it. It's definitely a fascinating concept, but it's also a very complicated concept uh, in itself. I know. Uh, I like you're saying, after time, after some time, you do get to kind of get the ropes and figure out how it works. And when you do, it's a beautiful thing. But how did you work through uh, the process where it was still a difficult thing to master? I know for a fact, when I started taking photos and, and videos, one of the hardest things was... Uh, taking my videos and photos into an editing software and then starting to yeah. that was yeah. a daunting process that was like very difficult and i struggled so much to break out of that space and sometimes it's easy to just give up and say it's too difficult so how did yeah. you navigate through the situations where it seemed like an impossible task or difficult or sometimes you felt like giving up well basically with a lot of patients with mm. huge Went with tones and tones of patience because mm-hmm. it's the only way. But uh, there are steps you need to follow. I would say in my case, things were kind of unfolding naturally somehow. Okay. okay. I started first, uh, I got to a point that after doing years of nature portraits, urban portraits, traveling photography, I got to a point that... Uh, I started to do it better with the photography. Mm -hmm. So I started to think about uh, editing. And then I went into uh, 
Lightroom, Adobe Lightroom. <laughs> uh, that was the first approach for editing. But uh, time after that, then when I started with product photography specifically, I started to see that it was not only enough editing. So in the end, kind of naturally again, I guess, I ended up uh, learning about Photoshop. And nowadays it's uh, the main uh, the main piece of my of my edit. Yes, yeah, I, I did. Uh, I do everything now in Photoshop, even if it's just uh, not retouching. But yeah, you know, if it's just something simple, more simple than you would do it with Lightroom. But I'm using Lightroom quite less, just okay. a step in the middle, and I normally ended up. Normally, everything ends up on Photoshop. Where I do the, the all the big uh, post processing work there. Okay, where, where do you find your most joy and peace in the entire process? I know there's the setting up of the lights and there's the thinking of the concept and setting up the concept and then there's taking the photos and the editing. Then there's the delivery of the final product. What, which part of those steps is your favorite, and why? Uh, I have two favorite steps. The first one would be the execution of the photography mm, mm. once you have set up i mean i like all the steps of the process to be honest since the initial conception until the final product the final photography i like all the steps but i love the moment of taking the pictures it's it's something I I completely evade from the rest of the world when yeah, i do that Yes, I'm in my own universe. I don't wow. think about anything else. I'm, it, it, I love it. I, I love it. And I love it that much because somehow it's kind of a moment or it's kind of a time where you are absolutely 100% present. Mm. You know, because you have to be, you have to be present on, and be clear on what you are doing despite what you had in mind. Mm, very focused on, on the task. Exactly, exactly. It's a moment to be extremely focused and it gives me a, a great sense of presence, of being present mm. in the moment. And that's something I love from it. Uh, it, it was the same when I was doing in the past uh, urban landscape or travel photography. Mm. It was something I was loving. I was taking my time to, when I, when I could, like just taking the camera, going out mm. for half a day or the full day with the camera and batteries. And the moments I was focused on on analyzing the volumes of the buildings in order to, to start with the photography, it was good. But then when I started, I plug the, the headphones on, the music, I forget about the rest of the world. <laughs> and I only see what I'm photographing. Mm. It's, um, it's, it's such a bliss moment it's such yes, a beautiful yes. space to be in I think any kind of creative space I think if you speak to someone who makes music or someone who makes movies or someone who's a poet they'll tell you when I'm writing yeah. what I'm writing when I'm making music I'm in my own world you know and I think exactly. the ability of the art to take us away from the struggles and the like exactly. all the thoughts that consume us during the day and have just this moment of peace Exactly. It's a it's a beautiful thing. It's absolutely yeah. beautiful. You said it, it gives me peace. It's a mm. time where I get a lot of 
internal keys. And the second moment, the second step I like is the post-production because it's different, but it also gives me that sense of being present and that peace. It's relaxing for me to sit down in front of the computer. And mm. for many people, maybe it's even desperating to have to be so many hours, but... Uh, yeah. I come from another profession, which is, I'm an, also an IT professional. So okay. I'm very used, I'm doing IT for 20 years. So I'm very used to the fact of being many wow. hours working in front of computers. Ah. Mm. So the step of post-production in front of a computer for many hours, it's kind of normal for me. I okay, like so dealing with software. Okay. So you've mentioned a couple of things and I've got a couple of questions from there now. And, uh... The first yeah. one is the fact that you've worked in IT for the past 20 years, uh, which is super cool. And I think it just screams that you're very intelligent off the bat. <laughs> no, thank you, my try. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's when did the sort of passion and love for photography come in? Was it always there even before IT or it was somewhere in between your career as an IT professional that you kind of had this desire for photography? And can you tell us how that kind of came into life? Good question. I would say that initially photography came to my life because my father was an amateur photographer. Okay. He was just doing photography in summer, during holidays, something like that. But yeah. I remember that since I was a kid, I was fascinated by the camera and the lenses. And also my father was a person like, uh, look at it, but don't touch it. You know, so maybe that, that maybe that made me more being more fascinated about it because yeah. I could not touch it. But you weren't allowed. Yeah. So I always I always liked uh, machines, but they especially like technology. Okay. And nowadays cameras are absolutely amazing. Are little pieces of art as itself in technology. Yeah. So since I was young, I was attracted by these kind of things. Uh, I did some things because when I was eight or nine years old, I was I was given as a present one small camera, compact mm -hmm. camera at that time, film yeah. camera at the time. So okay. I started doing some things, but the truth is that I didn't have any training. I didn't learn anything. Mm -hmm. So it was very complicated to get something good. And I was more focused when I was a kid, more on drawing. Okay. Wow. I was very involved on drawing, but I always realized that I had a problem that, uh, again, I didn't learn the proper techniques for drawing. So I always felt that my hand was not able to draw the images I had in my mind. In your mind. Okay. But it, it seems like you always had a passion for some creativity yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I love mm -hmm. all kind of tasks which involve manual creation, okay. creativity. And uh, yeah, maybe probably in my case, the, the images, you know. Mm -hmm. Photography, I'm going, I'm going slowly into video as well. But yeah, it's more the visuals. I've been always been attracted by visuals. Mm. I've always been attracted by the visuals as well. And I think it's it's crazy that after I took photography and videography a little bit more seriously, 
I've never seen a movie the same way. Every time I watch a movie, I'm, <laughs> I'm very analytical. Not in a bad way, but I'm really noticing all the details that producers and filmmakers put into I understand. What it is. It's such a beautiful thing. It's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Concept, Indeed, I, I cannot watch a movie normally since years ago. <laughs> yes. a, a movie or a series on TV, I'm I can't. thinking I really how they... Can't. How they use the lighting, how was the camera placed, how they were moving the camera, the script, how well or how bad the, was the script. The music, yeah. and how the music ties <laughs> Exactly. The oh, so, the yeah, things like that. it's a bit desperating because, you know, sometimes you want to watch a movie just to watch a movie and don't think <laughs> about anything and I cannot stop it. It's so, hard. It's just yeah. part of you now. It's just a yes. now. It's, it's part of me. It's the same now. If if I if I would see a picture or an advertising or something like that, mm. yeah, the last thing I think <laughs> is the message. I'm thinking, how did they do it? How was the lighting? Where was the oh. camera? Why this? Why that? That's so true. That's so true. I cannot avoid it, and uh, it's not that I want to judge everything I see, but it's my brain automatically goes yeah. into a review mode. The- the creative mind actually never sleeps. It's continually yeah. working. It's continually trying to learn. It's continually trying to pick up, you know, a new thing. Exactly. Perspective. So it, it makes total sense because I can completely relate with you. Um, but when, when it comes to you being an IT professional and then you started photography, I think a very interesting question now would be, um, when you started photography, did you have the idea of, okay, I want to do this thing and make money from it? Or no. it was... It, it sort of started as a passion because I know it, it works differently for different people and, and that's completely yeah. fine. Or did it start off as a passion and you realize, oh, wait, I'm actually good at this. I can make money from it. How did it sort of pan out? For you? To be honest, in my case, I never thought about making any money. Mm-hmm. I never thought even becoming a, not only a professional photographer, but not even a photographer. Wow. I. I just decided, you know, it, this was around six years ago. I was at the time living in Belgium, in Brussels, and I wanted to move to another European location. I'm from Spain. And at that moment, uh, for moving, I did not think about IT. I just thought about going into, as I was, as I told you, I was doing a lot of travel photography, urban landscape. So, mm-hmm. I was thinking yeah. which very beautiful city is there in Europe, in some area, I don't know. And then I moved into Prague, into Czech Republic. And Prague is so beautiful city. Mm. It really inspired me a lot. But I never thought about becoming anything serious. Like It was like, okay, uh, I will continue doing what I'm doing. And especially because of the weather there, that it's so, so cold in winter, is that mm-hmm. I started mm-hmm. studio photography because it was so cold in winter to get out for pictures. <laughs> you just stayed indoors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, That's I, funny. I thought, okay, I have to do something, learn something to be able to do it indoors for some months. Winter is very cold and very long there. And that's how I started. Mm-hmm. But that, yeah, I never thought about, I always thought about, doing something indoors, learning something because I liked it. But the more I started learning, the more I started practicing and developing, the passion grow more and more and more and more. And it got to the point that 
I would like to live only on that, but it's really complicated industry. It's a very complicated market. And especially nowadays, since one year ago, everything is crazy and super complicated. So yeah. I don't see really possible right now, but mm-hmm. yeah, it become naturally somehow. I ended up in, in a situation like I was thinking, come on, if I could live on this, I would be happy the rest of my life. You would be happy, yeah. Not for making money, but just being able to live on that. You're passionate about it and you love it. I I truly love it. It's mm. it, I I more than love it. It's the thing I love the most in this life, to be honest. It's, it's such a beautiful thing, and I think like you say, it's very tough market. It's a very, very complicated market, especially yes. right now. But um your, uh, people would definitely have to go and look at your work for themselves, but I can definitely attest that it's it's quality. It's absolutely top notch. Uh, the work that you have going on, thank you. Um, it, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, for lack of for better word, just to keep it simple, it's it's really really good work. And I think if, if anyone really puts their mind to it, despite the fact that it's become a saturated market, despite yeah. that it's difficult, if anyone really puts their mind to anything, really, yeah. Uh, they work at it with all their heart, they can definitely be successful. So um, I don't see it past you becoming full-time product photographer and actually earning a living from it. And I definitely do hope that you can achieve that for yourself. That would be something very beautiful to see. Well, you know what? In the, <clears throat> since, since last summer, I started to work more and more. And I must say that one year ago, in the so dark times of the beginning of the pandemic, mm. I was in March and April 2020 totally blocked. Uh, wow. it, it killed my my creativity, my everything. I could not. But when I started working and focusing, I was having a. I had the worst year of my life. Extremely tough. Sure. But at the same time, photography helped me. I was not able to sell, I was not able to live on that, but the fact of doing it helped me to go better through the situation. You know, at least Mm. psychologically, I was not feeling that bad because, as I said before, it helped me to be present in those moments, forgetting Mm. the situation, my tough situation, the tough situation in the world. So it helped me a lot during the pandemic and... Since then, I started my, for example, on Instagram, my my account started growing very much and very fast, and yeah. I'm getting many comments from many people. I'm I'm feeling in a situation right now that I'm not saying no to to do product photography for customers, for example, but I'm feeling more towards the artists community. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling more more for helping other photographers to develop their work rather than trying to find customers as a professional photographer. I don't know if you understand. That's big. That's big, yeah. I I definitely understand. I think that's um, what this podcast is sort of built on as well. Uh, It's the idea of helping different creatives in different spaces um, sort of break out and... um, you know, have a platform where they can learn from as well. So, and it's it's not to really get paid or 
and make money yeah. or attract customers or things like that. And believe it or not, it was because of the pandemic as well that this podcast actually started. It had been something I'd wanted to do for a long time. And I kept putting it off because life was just too hectic. Exactly. <laughs> but I think the pandemic gave me time to sort of slow down and pace myself. And I'm like, you really don't have an excuse anymore. You got to hop onto this train. So I did. So I definitely understand what you mean. And it's such a beautiful thing to um, have people like you who just want to give back to the creative community. Um, and aside from on that topic, actually, aside from your Instagram, um, how else have you or how else would you like to give back to the community? Are there any projects you would want to start yeah. in the future to sort of give back? And what are those? Yes. Yeah, I have different projects in mind, uh, but uh, to be honest, this year I'm getting more busy with idea It's coming back a okay. bit, so I'm having a bit less of time, but I already did, like you are speaking with me, I already have chats with professional photographers from different parts of the world. It's just oh, that okay. I have the videos pending to be edited. I have issues with the computers in the last two months. So I'm uh, trying to fix the things, but initially that was the point, like we are doing here, uh, showing to the community interesting topics when speaking with people who are really passionate about that. But uh, what I'm finding is that, especially during these pandemic times, you know, people have been more like, uh, they have been using art, call it movies, call it series, call it photography, as a way to to relax from from the crazy times we are living. Mm. So I, it's clear that art is important in our lives. <laughs> very, very important. Yeah, more than probably people were thinking before. So that's why I'm keen on all of all these activities that promote art because uh, normally it's difficult to be an artist. I would say that in general conditions, <laughs> it's very, very complicated. Uh, and let's not say living on that. And in this time, it's even worse because, you know, in many countries many places people kind of forgot about art about supporting artists but they want the art they want to consume art because it's helpful for them but they have forgotten about the artist community nobody's supporting the artists and that's why i think it's important that we take these kind of initiatives not only for the artists but for the rest of the people to realize about the importance of that and for the artists it's like Okay, if if the world is not gonna support us, let's support us each other. Each other, yes. Oh, I love that. That's, I love that. That's what I think. I think. And uh, mm. you know, especially I see in photography, there's a lot of young photographers, young people who who are starting with that, and uh, they don't know they. They don't know, they have no learning or no access to, to training or no and, yeah. and no support from people. We are living in an area that as anybody can make a snapshot with a phone, everybody thinks that he or she is a photographer. <laughs> so, you know, it's like photography is looking like it's not important, but when you speak with, mm. with advertising agencies, they still want good photography, not whatever you can snap with a smartphone. Yeah. 
That's true. And it's necessary. It's still okay. We have things like 3D CGI that it's coming strong and it will replace part of photography. Okay. But it's still necessary. So I see that especially in these times, it's when we need more our internal support from ourselves because the world is forgetting us. They want the material from us, but nobody wants to but support they don't us. Need to support. No. Yeah. And they want everything for free. And uh, sorry, guys, uh, when you go to the cinema, you pay a ticket for one reason. You know, so I think it should be Money the same. has been put behind the production of, you know, all this. Exactly. Pieces of art. So. It's, it's crazy. Uh, you mentioned so many important things. Sorry to. to no, no, no. I, the point of this is. I don't do it for the money. Yeah, it's not that. But mm. let's not forget that, that there are people who do it for the money, but not because they are millionaires, because they want to live on these. So mm, They want to survive. Exactly, like they everybody. They just want to put food on the table. They just want to put food yeah, on the table. and I understand. I totally agree that it can be very frustrating mm. that even if you are good on that and then you get nothing out of that and... I don't complain, I'm IT as well. So, okay, if it doesn't work, I can turn into IT and I have can have a living on that, despite it's not that easy nowadays, but okay, can be done. But when you are an artist and you have nothing more, it can be really frustrating. It can be very difficult, for sure. And like, just thinking about it now, after you've mentioned it, uh, talking about the younger people who would desire to be creatives. And I think, with with social media now and, and the internet, it's very clear to see some of the things happening in the world. I mean, you could yeah. be 19, 20 years old, desiring to be an artist in any kind of creative space and seeing the lack of support in the create, in the world generally for creatives could really shift people's desires into doing something that yeah. they're not generally passionate about, but just because they want to survive, you know, yeah. people going into, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with, you know, pursuing any other career, but no, 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 I for sure. Like a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just feel like a lot of people, I've, I've just been in way too many conversations. I'm not only 24, but I've been in way too many conversations where people are speaking about how uh, they loved or they were passionate about at one at one point in their lives, but yeah. that since faded because they didn't have the platform that supported them in that sense. And I think it's sad because, like you say, uh, subconsciously or not, uh, art is important to each and every single person. Everybody consumes it at one point or another, you know. Uh, yeah, and like <laughs> we're just trying to put food on the table. It's not yeah a really complicated concept, but. I think for the sake of the conversation, and I know it's a much, much deeper discussion, what do you think or one of the couple of things that you think would, would need to change or we would need to do, uh, not just as a creative community, but as the world in general to help people understand and appreciate creativity more for what it actually is? <laughs> well, I think that the first important thing is to keep in mind, never forget about quality. Because uh, creativity is, is a characteristic of human beings, of our human brain that everybody has. And talent, it's something that maybe not everybody, but many people can have. But despite all the talent you can have and all the creativity, I think it's important learning in order to achieve the proper quality. 
you know, it's not that I say that my picture, I, I never judge my work. I never said if my photography is good or bad. I, I must not, I think I must not say that. The audience, my viewers, my followers are the ones who can decide if the quality that I get is good for them or is good for the market, you know? So I think it's important to keep that in mind that, okay, normally we like what we do, but uh, it's important to think that, okay, what's the opinion of the other people? Not only yours, it's important to take the, the opinion from the others, understand them. Mm. Some of them will like it. Some of them will love it. Some of them will hate it. And going through that, uh, I think it's important after that, the process of learning for everything. Yes. I think it's important. It doesn't matter the talent you have. If you don't learn the techniques, the ways of doing things, just talent, it's not enough unless you are Picasso or, you know, in that case, of course, just talent could be that. But uh, I normally refer a lot, not only to photographers, but especially to painters, because in my understanding, it's the base of photography. And if you pay attention to any big painter from any time in history, they would be, they were talented, but they learned the basics at least, you know, mm. I think this is the basis, not only for photography, but in general, in life, if you want yes. to go through it, learn at least the basis, try to learn the basis. Nowadays, I think with internet, it's kind of easier to get to this kind of mm. knowledge. So the access is, is much better. Yeah. I recommend that the base for everything in this life for me is learning. Mm. That's it's huge. It's a big concept, um, and you, you also mentioned something very important uh, on that topic of learning. It's seeing people's reactions and comments to your work, and, and sort of picking out what you can learn from what they have to say. Yeah. And there's a couple of questions that can can come from that as well. And I think the first one would be, um, how then do you deal with? Uh, comments and reactions to your work that may be a bit too harsh you know and i know we're really at the mercy of the internet we really can't filter or control what people have to choose to say i don't know if you've ever experienced it but i mean if you continue to grow you'll definitely experience people who come at your work and not like it at all and just say whatever they want to them. i know how do you prepare your mind for that and how do you best work through situations like that the truth is that i'm not in a situation yet when where I'm really receiving bad comments or the truth yeah. is that mm, 95% of comments I can receive are normally positive or good ones. Mm-hmm. But it's true what you say. And the more you grow your business or your brand or more followers, however you want to say it, yeah, in the end, you're going to have also bad comments from people with yeah. no reason maybe. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. I'm preparing like that in the sense of, for me, it's very easy. Listen, I do my work and I show it to the world. If you like it, it's good for me. If you don't like it, it's good for me too. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. To be honest, I mean, I already know because it already happens to me as a person that there are persons that love me and there are people that hate me with no reason. I haven't Mm. done it. I haven't done anything to them, but... It's like that. So 
I can expect the same for my work. Some people will love it. Some people will hate it. Some people will use good comments. Some others will discharge their frustration maybe in those comments. But in the end, to be honest, from my perspective, if somebody is just making bad comments with no reason, with no idea, just to discharge their frustration or how bad they feel, is their problem, not mine. You know, that's big. I, that's really big. I'm clear that I, that especially as an artist, in, as a person, you have to be able to accept the good and the bad in life. But especially yep. as an artist, you have to be really prepared for accepting good and bad comments. That happens in all artistic areas, I would say. I, I mean, like you said, again, not just in art, but in life in general. Yeah. Good and they will be bad. And you need to uh, yeah. no. accept it. Exactly. Don't try and fight it. Don't try and fight it. Nobody, I think. not everybody is going to love you in this life. Mm-hmm. Not everybody. Yeah. Even if they don't know you. But exactly. life is like that. So the main two words for, for life and for photography for me would be patience, as I said before, mm-hmm. and acceptance. Yeah, and I think if if, if anything, um, those kind of comments and those kind of people actually build our character better. Uh, yeah. They definitely do test our patience uh, and they test our character. And I think the more your patience is tested, the better it becomes. So depending on how you approach it and how you look at it, it can actually be a good thing that these things are happening because it only builds you to become a stronger, more resilient person. Exactly. Uh, you can sort of take the heat in that um, but the other question now in relation to posting your work on the internet and having it seen by other people is that uh, at some point in time, once you gather a following, people are going to start to expect a certain style from you, a certain kind of work from you. Um, now, say, for instance, you choose to do something different or venture into a different type of style and people don't really aren't really used to it. How then do you react to your audience demanding a certain kind of uh, art form from you. So what I'm basically saying is how much of what you create is for the people and how much of it is because you genuinely want to create it and you love what you're creating. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'm creating because I'm creating what I want and because I want it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I I try not to follow... uh, what people think or what people want. It's more based on what I want. And for example, what you are describing is happening to me right now. I'm starting to prepare things with video. But right now, I have kind of a standard of quality for my work. So as long as I don't achieve that standard, I don't share it with the rest of the world yet. Mm-hmm. That's how I do. And also in photography, uh, sometimes I make things that maybe for the world are very good, but for me, they don't achieve my standards, so I don't post it mm-hmm. anywhere. And in general, it would be that. If I start something new, I can accept that at the beginning, probably I'm not that good. So probably mm-hmm. I will not share many things at the beginning. Until I get that quality. If I don't get it, it's not acceptable for me. But for me, it's not for judging anybody else. Mm, it's huge. It's, it's huge. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. 
um, they come through the comments and things like that, and it's 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 beautiful, right? To be told, oh, your work is good, it's really awesome, but they don't understand <laughs> how much then it takes just before you even upload your work and release it to the world. The amount of confidence you need to reach to say, okay, this product I'm happy with. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest things any creative can do is to start and finish a product and be happy with it. Yeah. And I think having people say it's good work, that's a bonus. Yeah. Just being able to be confident in yourself, being able to be confident in yourself exactly. and completing your work, whether you release it or not, you know, that deserves a run. Yeah, but exactly. It's not easy. It's not that, easy. A lot of people that's work it. through projects. That's the idea. Halfway, yeah. That's the idea for me. I have to like it. If I don't like it, I don't yeah, care yeah, yeah. if the others will like it or not. Mm. Initially, it has to do with me. If I like it and I think it's the, the way and the quality and so on, because I know that the people who are even expecting my work, they will probably expect a certain level of quality because they get used to yeah. that. So <laughs> it's not that I do thinking of them, but. Uh, I do it thinking about myself, but it's like that. I, mm. I have set my own standards and uh, I never want to go below that, if possible, over that. And mm. that's also probably what makes people be attracted by my work, that they see a mm. continuous quality or even improving quality, you know, not disappointing, probably. Yeah, that's that's absolutely legit. That's, um, I mean, if you're able then to say, I'm happy with this work. Whatever people say or don't say can't affect you. <laughs> you are definitely proud of your work, which is, I think, uh, a concept that I think every creative should yeah. grasp. The concept of being proud, content, and happy with the work you've produced yeah. before letting it out and receiving all those comments from the world. Exactly. Um, yeah, but if you look about, if you look at where you are now, I think you said you've been taking photos for about six years now. Um, but if you could go back. Uh, maybe even 20 years, 25 years and choose a different path and choose things differently, knowing what you know now about photography and I guess life, so you've learned a lot, of course, even outside creativity. Would you have, would you choose a different path? Would you choose to do things differently or yes, do you feel like yes and no. the way it happened? I mean, okay. uh, I, well, I studied business and administration, so... Okay. Probably knowing what I know now, I would have chosen arts rather than uh, studying the other thing. But the truth is that all the things that happened in my past brought me to the moment now. So I would not change a single coma. Because then I would not be here at this moment. Yeah. Could be, could be better or could be worse. So... I'm happy in the situation I am. So honestly, I will not change a single thing. It doesn't mean that everything was good. For sure, I have made a lot of mistakes, but mm. not only the good things have brought me here, also the mistakes. Mm. And it's huge. And I, I completely agree. I think I asked that question just to get an understanding of how different people think. And I don't think there's a wrong or right answer to it, really. Um, but I definitely do believe that Everything that has happened, good or bad, all the full stops and commas and dotted, uh, cross T's and dotted I's have led me to this point. And I can't really add anything or take anything away from what you said, but only reiterate that um, it could have been better. It could have been worse if I had chosen differently. Uh, but 
to be content in the space that you are now and be grateful for all the experiences, good and bad. It's a huge thing. Yeah. It's a huge thing. And I think um, for me personally, if I was to constantly think back, oh, I wish I would have done this differently. I wish I would have done this differently. I think I would fail to enjoy the moments of currently. Yeah. Constantly, always thinking about doing things differently. Yeah. It will kind of stop me from really enjoying and savoring the moment that I'm in now, which is... Yeah. Uh, more often than not, very beautiful moments, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I think I appreciate you sharing that. And I think when it comes now to uh, you talking about, and I think you've experienced a little bit of both, just being an average photographer who's not really trying to take anything seriously to then, uh, you know, buying the equipment that's necessary, the lighting that's necessary, the software that's necessary. Uh, what makes the difference between the two? You know, just an average photographer and uh, quote unquote professional photographer. Well, it's not the gear in the end, to be honest. I would mm. say huge, huge. Well, it, it matters a bit. I'm not gonna say that you can do whatever with whatever. No, yeah. but uh, <laughs> I, I saw it myself because I'm using the same lighting equipment than four years ago. But through that time, I've learned a lot. So. I'm using the same things, but I'm not using them in the same way. Mm. So more than the gear is how you use it, how you learn to use it. You know, now I'm seeing that now I'm getting much more of my lighting equipment that I was getting four years ago, for example, with the same equipment. I'm getting much more from my camera than I was doing with the same camera by learning different things and then applying them, practicing, practicing, and practicing. So, uh, yeah, many people say that you can only do what I do with the best gear in the world. Honestly, I'm using good lighting from Godox, but I'm not using Profoto or Green Color, the, the biggest brand. No. I have a nice Sony camera, but it's not a medium format camera. And I'm achieving the quality of, or almost the quality oh, of medium it's format. A, it's a really good quality, I must say. And but it's very big. It's about that. It's about how you use mm. it. Okay, yes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good camera. Yes, it's a good lighting equipment. Yes, it's not bad, but it's more about how you learn to use it. And I think um, it's, it's, it was very powerful. I've never heard it say, said that way. It's when you said, I'm using the same gear and the same equipment, but I'm getting better quality from it. Yeah. A lot of the times you get photographers who are like, oh, no, I started with a little camera and now I'm using this. And I think that's why my work is better. And like you're saying, it's not always based on the gear, but it's the ability to learn and you take the best out of it. And I think when you look at it, uh, it kind of reminds me of us as human beings. <laughs> We're the same person, uh, but if you look at yourself five years ago, uh, you've changed, you've adapted, you've grown. Exactly. You're sort of taking more out of yourself than you were five years ago. And I think it's the same thing. Exactly. Looking five years from now, ten years from now, you want to be able to do more, be more. I think it's the same with, with, with arts and creativity uh, and the gear that we have. It's being able to master it so well that people believe you're using a $10,000 camera. Exactly. Um, exactly. You've just been patient and you've mastered it. And 
like you're saying, it's not about the gear, but how you use it. Just such a beautiful quote. Yeah. Uh, of course. With, with better gear, better camera, you can probably and would do it even better or with better lighting equipment. Mm. Maybe the lighting would be even nicer. Probably. But it's not impossible to achieve good quality. It's not impossible. No, I, I'm a demonstration that uh, I'm using a Sony A7R2. It's a good camera, but you know, it's not the the most expensive camera in the world. It's not a medium format. It's a full frame. And as I told you, I am using normal Godox lighting equipment. Both are equipments that are good quality, are for professionals. But uh, I'm not doing the same I was doing some years ago. And I'm not getting the same result than other people using the same gear. Exactly the same. Yeah, I think an, a question would be, and I think you already mentioned uh, a little bit about um, you referring to artists, uh, and this is a question about who inspires you, what inspires you, and this doesn't have to be like a creative person, uh, and this doesn't have to be someone who's alive now, this could be past, it could be present, um, but who inspires you, either creatively or otherwise, and why that person? Well, as I mentioned before, uh, I'm a lot of based on on painting. People that inspired me were uh, great painters. In my country, okay. in Spain, we have and we had in the past great, great painters. Okay. Not only here, I like painting from uh, from the Dutch school as well, Spanish, Italians. So uh, this is my inspiration in one sense and also inspiration coming from photographers. Of course, mm. there are many, many great photographers and photographer, photographers from the past and photographers nowadays. There are people uh, uh, very important uh, that are showing a great level of work. I used to watch as or see as much photography as I can from professionals. Uh, I, I, I don't have the idea of copying anybody, but getting inspiration sometimes about the concepts. How yeah. because in the end it's about the concept and how do you develop it? Mm. It's it's very uh difficult. I think I I should speak for myself, but for me I find it very difficult to uh, not consume too much of an individual's content. Yeah. Not follow them too much because you end up becoming a carbon copy of them. Yeah. You just don't want to be another so and so, you know? But exactly. you definitely want to be inspired by them. You definitely want to learn from them. And like you said, just grab the concept, but you need to definitely shape it into your own thing. Um, right. And it would be sad to see myself <laughs> and people look at my work and they're like, oh, this looks like so and so's work. Is that where you got your inspiration from? You know, I, I don't want it to be like that. I want them to look at my work and be like, wow, this is original. This is beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, 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 it's a very thin line between the two. Uh, but I definitely think that it's, it's something that should be grasped and, and mastered. Um, but we're definitely nearing towards the end uh, of this conversation, unfortunately. Yeah, it's, it's been super uh, inspiring. It's been super encouraging. And I really do appreciate you. Again, like I mentioned before, thank you coming through and giving your time uh, for this thing. I just have one more question, uh, just to round this off. Um, and that question is: What has been your greatest achievement? Actually, it's a two-part. What has been your greatest achievement so far, and 
what do you hope and dream to achieve in the future? Well, uh, personally, I find a quite great achievement to what I got in studio photography in five, six years, coming from a amateur photographer. I've been doing photography for more than 15 years, but uh, in a more amateur approach. So, okay, yeah, to be honest, if I look back, it's only five years, something like that. Five, six, less That's than crazy. six. <laughs> so if I see what I have done six years ago and I see what I'm doing now, for me, it's amazing just that. But again, as I was saying before, okay, I may be talented, uh, okay, maybe I'm doing well, but it's all about learning, 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 and then practicing what you learn and evolving from there. So this is for me the main thing. Uh, it's when somebody asks me about advice, how do I become better or so on? I always say the same. First, learn, learn, learn. Then Practice, practice, practice. And when you are done, start again. Yeah. Oh, never feel like you reached the top. Yes. That's a very, uh, that's a, that's exactly. a big mistake. I, I never felt I'm point. reaching any top. Yeah. And I think I will never feel it. And probably that's what it's helping me to improve that I never feel... I don't feel bad with myself, but not too comfortable. Like, okay, I know everything now and I don't have to do. I'm always pushing myself more. I'm now involved, you know, my work on Instagram. I've been involved in the last weeks, months in a series. I'm creating a black on black series. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. after months on this, I'm feeling that I want to go through something else. I want to push me more into something more than that. So I'm already thinking, creating new type of work, pushing myself. That's 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 huge. Uh, I think it's such an important uh, concept of not being comfortable where you are, and consistently and constantly trying to grow and learn more. Because, like you said, <laughs> I can't stress stress it enough. Yeah. There's always going to be new concepts. There's always going to be new things to learn. Exactly. And the top technology is improving. Yeah. As we are developing as human beings as well. There's so much. There's just way too much to learn. So exactly. Uh, kind of open up your mind, open up yourself, and free yourself, and allow yourself to learn and be taught new things. Exactly. And despite what you've achieved, and despite how long you've been in the game, I guess. I never look back of about what I have achieved. I know if I do, I will see a lot, but. Uh, I prefer to be focused on what I have to achieve rather than what I already achieved. Yeah. And what is it that you hope to achieve? One of the biggest things, the one core thing that you hope to achieve. I'm really preparing to go into video production. Okay. But I want to do it as I told you before. I'm starting to do things. I'm still not happy with the results. So... uh, I want to go into a better way and I want to achieve a very high level in video for especially product and food. Okay. Uh, we, we're definitely going to be looking forward to it. We definitely subscribe to your work and we're excited to see what you have coming up. We'll be patiently waiting to see uh, those video productions when we're ready to release them to the world. Um, but for now, that's it. For today, that's it. Uh, we appreciate your presence here on the podcast. It's truly been an honor. Uh, Thank you once again.
Thank you so much for having me here on your podcast, Lupe. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Cheers.